Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Project Sapient, everybody. Hello. Check us out, projectsapient.org. Shoot us an email, projectsapient2020 at gmail.com. I want to say thanks to our thousands of supporters, thousands of, I'm sorry, listeners across the world, tens of thousands. Our supporters, DCD Automotive, which is the Bach Group, Till Valhalla Project, a new relationship there, AAA Police Supply, Havoc Journal, our partners of the profile on Havoc, Second Mission, Live Boston, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, and Joint Operation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and what else we do? TikTok. Ivan hates TikTok. I'm loving it, guys. I'm, I'm pumping it. out more content. You're going to love it. So, Hyman. Yes. You just came back from a trip, sir. Yes, I did. Tell me about it. It was cool. It was uh, Operation Airborne for Vets, which was phenomenal. Uh, we did a lot of awesome things. Uh, met a lot of great, great veterans, patriots, uh, you know, at the uh, X-35 Airborne School. Um, talk about, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's kind of like policing, right? Where you can go to any state and go into a police station, tell them you're a cop, and it's like open arms. And, yeah. and same thing yeah. down with, with the veteran community in this place. You know, you're a veteran, and it's like open arms, you know? Except in the Boston area, where we see other cops from other areas, and we're like, fuck, fuck you. Fuck. God damn it. No, 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 I'm not a cop. No, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, so it, was, it was a really good time. We, we got some cool jumps in. Yeah. Uh, jumped out of uh, Tico Bell, if, uh, for those who don't know it, what that is. That's a World War II plane that dropped paratroopers troopers off into Normandy and so I, other I wanted to ask you was it legit in it Normandy le- legit it's wow, the plane that man. was in Normandy that dropped off paratroopers and just the historical significance of us jumping out of it yeah like d- fucking paratroopers warriors yeah. we're on those fucking skids you know my god when man. we hook up and shuffle down into the door and jump out like in my mind I was thinking god like during D-Day what was when going it, through their minds? What was going through their minds? Jumping into a, a, a fucking me. overwhelming uh, amount of firepower. Well, just imagine what they're looking down on. Well, that's what I, that's what I mean. You're looking oh. down, and as you're you're coming down, I mean the height. So the, the high, uh, the typical airborne operation is always at fifteen hundred feet to two thousand feet, depending on the winds and whatever. And that's because it's a static jump. Yeah, right? it's a static jump yep. exactly. So you jump and you're moving at a good rate. I mean, you're talking about close to about eight miles an hour, and there's a reason why. So you don't get shot as you're getting shot at. Yeah. You're not technically getting hit because you're moving down too fast. Right. Um, but just imagine that you're floating in the air, all that shit's going on under you, and you know that you're about to fucking land into that or get close enough to it, like even a hundred feet off the ground, and they're gonna be shooting at you if they haven't already been shooting. Well, they're, at you they're from tracking the a target coming down. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh and imagine God. their parachutes getting ripped up by gunfire. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're probably moving faster than eight miles an hour. You're talking, they're probably fucking crash landing at this point, you know, with the amount of firepower that, that, that was rained on them. I got I to gotta say, dude, I saw you, you only sent me a couple of things. I mean, I obviously did uh, all the editing for the show and everything, and I yeah. heard everything. Everything's awesome. But um, I wanted to do it this year. 
I was down in Florida for other reasons, and I couldn't. What was it? A five day thing? A five it's day a class? Five day class, yeah. I, I couldn't do the five days there. I hope we're doing it next year too. We're actually going to do it in October. This October? Yeah, this October. Can I do it? Of course. Oh, fuck yeah. I can't fuck wait. Yeah. The, the difference is with me, I don't have to do the five day because I'm certified. Because you're certified. Yeah. Can I get certified up here and then go do it anyway? No, no motherfucker. Gotta be them. Come ah. on. <laughs> well, we're going to be posting, guys and girls listening, we're going to be posting videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've, I've already been on Instagram. Just uh, if you guys have been following us, uh, I've been posting like crazy on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, be on the lookout for a new kind of post where I'm going to say, hey, looking for veterans to uh, come down and, you know, we'll do another lottery with 22 Mohawks and yeah. we'll do uh, uh, another 10 veterans and we'll head down there. And uh, we pretty much ironed out the schedule uh, because I know down there it was like kind of like, you know, I had a lot of questions like, hey, what are we doing? What Like, I didn't really know. Um, so now that we have an idea of what it looks like and how the days are going to go, it's going to be a lot smoother come yeah. October. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and, and the, the veterans that were with me, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. I uh, saw a bunch of the videos, dude. And, I know uh, some of them, and yeah. the other guys. I mean, everything just looked brotherhood right yeah, away, well, man. Big time. And and I'll give you a quick example. And you know, uh, I'm already getting emails from the uh, from the uh, uh, veterans, and and one of them says, "I uh, first and foremost want to thank you for the amazing opportunity to part of uh, to be part of Operation Airborne for Vets. It was great to catch up with the guys uh, who I was with, and to just be able to be around so many other badass." Uh, veterans and there were dude there was a legit <laughs> this was the funniest uh, you're talking veterans as old as vietnam korean war wow that will jump right different different breeds different of veterans breed too, right? and different and the thing is though it's like it that's what was amazing it's like a veteran's a veteran no matter what era you're you're, yeah. you're what generation you went to war yeah. you're still like that fucking veteran and and dude we were like fucking doing the typical jokes as veterans as cops even as cops like like it was like dude, we, we were banner back and forth and we'd make fun of right. each other like you know all in good and fun but it it's because it's that brotherhood that tight bond that when you you know when when steel when when was that this Steel meets the meat, you know, when, when lead meets the meat, meets the meat, we are like that much closer, you know, we understand that. And man, one of the jumpers, uh, uh, who, who was one of the instructors, I didn't know this, but he's missing a foot. He stepped what? on a landmine. Yeah. Missing a foot. And he still jumps. Oh my God. He still jumps. You had this 80 year old Vietnam war vet, right? In his old school, 101st Airborne uh, uniform, which is kind of cool to see, um, the guy was walking like like with a, like with a walking cane, and he'd have to sit down during formations he and made whatever. Jump. He jumped, dude. As soon as he hit, he went into that bird. It was like something clicked in him. <laughs> dude, he was out the door so fast and landed perfect. Everything no was shit. perfect. Yeah, but but again, that that's what it's about. It's about you know reigniting. What you what you are, were or are, you know, again. You go into these things, dude, and even in law enforcement, special ops, all that stuff, it definitely changes you, right? Yeah, and absolutely. And obviously it changes things for the negative sometimes, right? We get that. That's a mm -hmm. whole other story. Mm -hmm. But it changes just about everything in your life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can't, and, there, and these are things, yeah, there's a lot of skill sets that are perishable, but there's a lot of things that will never go no, away. No, no. I mean, you're talking these these old school veterans. We even had veterans from all over the world, though. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this. Yeah. There were Swedish Rangers. It was uh, South That's African. That's so cool, That man. was South African uh, special ops. We had German uh, soldiers. We had... 
um, oh, uh, Royal Marine Commando there, uh, commandos there. We had, um, what else? Some other agencies I can't name, but but you had a good amount of all over, all over the world, solid, solid group of guys, and you know, and and just do we would go. <laughs> it's funny, typical like military training, train all day, go to the bar at night, and fucking get plastered. And repeat. I saw some of those pictures too, <laughs> uh, yeah, Ivan. Buddy. Yeah, no, not gonna fun. lie, I was I was jealous the entire. I was literally fifty miles from you the entire time. But I just couldn't come. Yeah. And for reasons that we can't talk about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, dude, next year, so you're telling me October. October this year, and then next year is February. So they right. do it every February and October. So I'm going to put it out on the show. I'm going to, there's a few politicians in Florida that I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to try and get to come to the event. Hell yeah. And I'm going to actually send them this clip of me saying it to them to tell them that it's out <laughs> in the public. It's, it's a challenge. You will be there October. So we're doing an, we're doing an article, a uh, law enforcement article. Yes. Uh, so have uh, a journal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we're, we're shifting gears, obviously. Yep. So uh, article I wrote uh, February, th- uh, I guess it, it got published February 23rd, 2022. And uh, I wrote it to Havoc Journal. We haven't done an article in a while. No, but it's because we've been so busy with, with all kinds of, yeah, with guests yeah. and all that. I mean, I'm, I've, I've still been pumping out articles, but just we've had outstanding guests that I definitely wanted to get on the show. And, and we were supposed to have a guest tonight, and I guess there was a... Yeah, a car accident. So <laughs> I, I guess he's okay, but no problem. We'll, we'll get him on next week. And, that, and that's going to be a surprise for everybody, so I'm not going to say much about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but all right, so the article I wrote uh, is called, uh, on Havoc Journal, uh, called The Current State of Law Enforcement, colon, A Street Cop's Perspective. Giggity. I just wanted to say that. Colon. <laughs> So say it again. (laughs) So uh, I go into the article and it starts, it's 2022 and so much has changed in the profession. Some for the better, most for the worse. (laughs) And ain't that the truth? I don't know how societal failures are being pointed directly at police officers, laws, policies, blanket statements, inflammatory statements by specific political figures have made it nearly unbearable to do the job effectively and efficiently. Yes. The past two or three years have been highly turbulent for the profession. It has become the mentality of the politicians to have knee-jerk reaction for laws that do not make much sense in the real world, but on paper, it gets them their votes. It, it, you know, go can, ahead. I can know can I? Saying. Yeah, go, go, go. So I haven't read the article. Yep. Uh, there's two things that I want to mention. <laughs> yeah, go, go. One is number 46, the State of the Union, the other night. Dude, don't don't get me started. Okay, right. so I did it. I did a TikTok video. It went viral. Yeah, it, it's got like fifty thousand views. And the, <laughs> there's two things I want to mention about it. Go. One is the fucking moron talking about funding the police yes. and every single person in the crowd getting up, clap, yay, let's fund the police, right? And I'm sitting there looking at these geriatrics. Yeah. And I'm like, all of you motherfuckers, literally paraded. Paraded on the defund the police movement. Didn't they paint that on the on the uh, Pennsylvania yeah. Ave or whatever yeah. that is? Yeah. Okay. All right. All of you motherfuckers. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, Biden ter- takes a shift to let's fund the police. It, it's amazing how close we are to the midterms and why they're doing this. Well, and a lot of people are now. getting this. Yeah. Right come on now. And all that's doing is it's it's ensuring that he doesn't lose supporters. He's not going to mm-hmm. gain supporters. No, no. Right. But now. People don't realize that these people are doing it, just like you said, to get the vote. Yeah. And they don't realize what actually happened in reality yeah. before. Cops lost their lives. Billions of dollars in damage. Look at Oregon. We, we've had, we right. had two guests right. that were from uh, Portland. 
from these from these the, the politicians and we've gotten spoken to about the way we talk about politics. <laughs> Listen, we love some of them, but some of them we don't. Yeah. And that's our opinion. Yes. And it is what it is. But it's clear to see here. Mm-hmm. It's clear to see here. And I haven't read this article, but you wrote it on the 23rd, way yeah. before the, uh, the State of the Union. Yeah. And when I saw it on TV, I was like, are you kidding me right uh, now? Most, most of, well, I think all of us were like, are you kidding me? Just, I hope the American people are seeing that. Uh, again, I, I did not, I refuse to watch any sort of State of the Union. Uh, it's been a long time since I watched any State of the yeah. Union. That's right, because of just the bullshit. Because of the bullshit. And, and knowing that the only reason why they'll fucking do it is just to get more votes and, yeah. you know, whatever. They'll just say whatever needs to be said so, to get votes. So... I'm going to, you haven't seen the TikTok because you refused to get on TikTok, but yep. I did a one minute clip of the neural breakdown of what happened during the State of the Union. Okay. Right. And it was like the misfires and all that yeah, fucking yeah. shit. Okay. And a bunch of it, because it's funny, I don't know the lady personally, but she's funny because she looks like a drunk, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and there was it was gold it was comedy gold yeah. right so i used it whatever everybody my friends got a laugh 50,000 other people got a laugh and <laughs> some dude i promised him i promised him that i would mention this some dude replies as a comment and he goes nancy looks like she could get it <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, you wow. just broke the internet yeah, today. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so I'm not going to say his username or anything like that, but I promised him that I would mention it on the no, show. there you and go. There, and there you go. He got his two minutes of fame. He got his. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, it was like four in the morning when I read it, and I was like, <laughs> Nancy looks like she could get it. Oh, Yo, my God. God. <laughs> that is like burn. Burn. Uh, Boom, burn. All right, all right. All right, all right anyways. Go. So... <laughs> Our favorite buzzwords, by the way. So the buzzword, the buzzwords, phrases of 2020 and 2022 are police reform, de-escalation, excessive, and many others. What else have you heard? I don't know, Peter. Uh, those are the only three I could think of at the time. I don't know if there's any um, others you can think of. Don't. But, let's just keep going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so many others that we've heard over the uh, media. Uh, police officers in their reports now have to write about how they de-escalated a situation. I, I fucking hate that. Yeah. Like we've been. Fucking like, excuse me. Over one million contacts a fucking day. Yeah. Do you th- do you do? Does the public not think our quote unquote de-escalation is there all the fucking time? Like the amount of times that you or I or any fucking hybrid wolf cop that's been out there doing the fucking job got people into handcuffs or got people to walk off the you know come, well off the ledge off the ledge before they actually hurt themselves. How many times does that happen a fucking day? You know, like, and it goes back, you know, it goes back into all these fucking buzzwords, but where now we have to write it in our reports on how we, it, we de-escalated the crisis. And it turns into policy. Yeah, it turns into policy. And it's like, are you fucking, and, and you know, I just, I hate, absolutely hate the word de-escalate. I, I, I hate it. And not so much because of what it is, but what it has become this political thing. Right, right, right. See, I see what you're talking about, right? You're yeah. not talking about the actual definition of the no, word. No, The no. definition of the word we employ yeah, every absolutely, day. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's the buzz that's come behind it. Exactly. It's, the, it's uh, Jordan Peterson calls it living in abstraction. Yeah. Right? It's these all these things that are Instagram and TikTok worthy, and they become so abstract. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's almost theoretical. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, go on. Yeah, so... 
So I gave an example uh, of one uh, how the law is written uh, in, in Massachusetts, how the de-escalation thing is written. Oh, here we go. All right. And this is straight from Mass General Law. A law enforcement officer shall not use physical force upon another person unless de-escalation tactics have been attempted and failed or are not feasible based on the totality of the circumstances. And such force is necessary based on the totality of circumstances to A, a affect the lawful arrest or detention of a person b prevent the escape from custody or c prevent imminent harm and the amount of force used is proportionate to the threat of imminent harm while protecting the safety of the officer and others or if an individual initiates force against the officer and this is straight from massachusetts MGL. police uh, yeah mgl so i i went into a look into it a little deeper i said let's dissect the words can I can yeah, I make, yeah, go, can go, I make go. a statement? Yeah, go go go. It's almost you can tell that yeah. the legislature is just appeasing the masses here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Number one, this is my before we get into what you said because again I haven't read the article, but before we get yeah, into yeah. your breakdown, yep, yep. let's just see if we're aligned, which yeah. is a word I fucking hate. <laughs> um, law enforcement officers shall shall not use physical force upon another person unless de-escalation tactics have been attempted. Is that not the foundation of everything you've been taught in use of force? Yeah. It's just twist of words. Yeah. Right? I could see this being used by an officer that's been that's gotten in trouble for violating this. Yeah. Because all this does is it outlines the the reason the uh, unless a person uh, de-escalation tactics have been attempted. Yeah. So when I'm when I pull out, giggity, when I pull out <laughs> you don't want to pull out. And I say <laughs> Twice. Yeah. But, uh, when I pull out my weapon and I say, stop or I'll shoot, like the media likes to hear. Yeah. Stop or I'll shoot. I've just, I've just taken this whole statute mm -hmm. and made it workable. Yeah. Right. But if I turn around and get crucified in the media yep. and then I lose my job and all that, who am I going to sue? Because I followed the letter of the law. Yeah. I said, stop. I tried to deescalate. Yeah. This is how stupid a lot of these politicians can be yep. when they live in abstraction. Yep. Okay. Yep. No, I, I agree. So I'm just trying to, before I'm trying to launch my nukes before I read your nukes. Yep. Okay. So let's dissect the words, the words, uh, the words specifically the word shall de-escalation tactics and proportionate shall in the world of law enforcement means no choice in case people have no idea of the laws and how it's written. Whenever we see the word shall must be done, must be done. That's why during domestics, you shall arrest. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Murder. You shall arrest. Obviously rape. You shall arrest. Obviously. Uh, and, and for our non-law enforcement group, people got to realize there's, there's very few things that are mandatory exactly. in law enforcement. Well, that's what I was going to get to. Okay. Even even assault and battery, even ABDW, right. assault, battery, dangerous weapon. There's no shall. Right. You you either arrest or summons. Your discretion. You 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 even have discretion if yeah. somebody takes a bat and whacks you as hard as possible. Right. I have the discretion whether I want to lock them up or not. Nine times out of ten, yeah, cops gonna lock them up. Sure. But. It's, but again, like you said, I think there may be four or five law, um, criminal laws in Massachusetts that have shall. That like very, mandatory, very yeah, you no, have to. Yeah, no choice type thing. Yep. Um, which they, as, as they should, you know, yeah. it, 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 it is. But when you put shall in de-escalation, you basically have not, you've gotten rid of any wiggle room 
for law enforcement officers to use any other tactics. So in the world shall, so you will. The professional law enforcement has been using de-escalation tactics for decades. It's not a foreign concept. It's nothing new. I've been to numerous mental health-related calls for service where all I did was talk the person down. Mm -hmm. And I like the example I just gave, same with you, same with any other good cop out there. You know, how often, and, and I ask this, how often do officers sitting with a suicidal person at the edge of a bridge? How many times have officers prevented suicide? Simple answer, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but it was a shit ton of times. Right. Um, most times, the public doesn't hear about those. It, they, they, because they, they don't care. <laughs> or no, the media does not care to, to report those, really. Right. Now, let's go with the word proportionate. And this is a tricky one. What does it mean pre precisely? We know the definition in dictionary is, but what does it mean in law enforcement? Does it mean that we use our batons if someone comes at us with a bat? <laughs> does it mean if someone gets into a fighting stance and gets ready to hit us, we must accept the punch before we respond? This, as far as I know, has not been addressed. It is an extremely uh, slippery slope that will cause more problems than solutions, which we have asked this question at SWAT. Right. Um, because the whole idea of proportion, like what does that specifically mean? Yeah. You know, in, in their eyes, not we know what proportion it means, but in the fucking legislator's eyes, what does that mean to them? So the le from what I'm reading here, Right. And from what, how we're presenting this is that it opens it up a for interpretation. Yes. B for hindsight review. Yes. And legislation needs to realize that. And even the Supreme Court has looked and some of the best rulings from the Supreme Court have come from a hindsight point of view. Yeah. Right. You know, the Supreme Court stated hindsight's always 2020. You can't be you, get, you have to try and get in the officer's minds of yep. what he was seeing and smelling yep. and tasting and all that at, at, at the time. Yep. And, and, and that's one of the best things that the Supreme Court's ever done. Yep. But we keep doing, it's almost like we're working backwards with these things. Oh, no, we are, we're definitely, like me and you have said, we're now behind like three decades. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, as far as the advances we've made. Look at Seattle, one of the most progressive police departments ever, you know, with really good laws. They had a phenomenal uh, riot control team and, uh, you know, for everything, they, they had everything. Look at where they are now. Yeah, they worked backwards. Big time. They opened things up to too much interpretation, which I get. A lot of things in the law are open to interpretation, right? A lot of things. Mm -hmm. And hindsight's always going to be used, and that's how case law is made and all yeah, that. But yeah. these things are so detrimental to society. Yeah. People lose their lives over these Here's things. the thing. Uh, again, like I said, me and you both know what a fighting stance looks like. Yeah. And if somebody's, guess what? If you're going to fucking blade off with me, I'm going to hit you first. <laughs> okay, but, but let me ask you a question, right? <laughs> For you and I, yeah. for you and I, a proportional response for you and I is different than the proportional five foot, hundred pound female officer. hundred uh, percent. So how can somebody look and, and make it so abstract? That's what I mean. Like I've, uh, we've come to the conclusion. I've come to the conclusion that they took the human portion out of this. It, yes. Yeah. Right. Because they're not, they are given a general statement saying that you 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 know the uh, the amount of uh, force is proportionate to that threat of imminent harm now to me somebody tries to punch me well i'm not going to really you know okay fine i'll block do whatever but a 100 pound fucking cop yep versus the 300 pound fucking monster that right. punch could kill them <laughs> exactly it's think about it instead of a male female thing think about it as like you get a 10 year old little kid punching you yeah it's the same thing yeah all that i'm seeing here is legislators doing a CYA, a cover, yeah, a cover your yeah, ass, that's all it is. to appease the people 
that have been causing these billions of dollars worth of fucking issues and lives and, lost and, and all and that. Again, no ma- like as many as much as I we go after politics, but I, but I also go after police leadership. Sure, for yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for allowing this to happen, for not stepping up. I, look, I blame everyone for allowing this. I blame yeah. us ourselves. Oh, yeah, Ivan. ourselves. That's what I mean. Us as cops, leadership, police leadership. They they allowed it. You know, how many times are, uh, yeah, our chiefs are going to go in front of the fucking camera and say, we deplore this. We are against this. Motherfucker, do a lot more than just that. I blame society as a whole, and I get that's a very generalized statement, but we've allowed things... It's it's kind of like you know when you're raising a child when you when you draw a line and they yeah. keep crossing that line yeah you know what I, yeah. you know oh, what yeah, I mean yeah. Oh, yeah and it comes back to the very basic I hate to get all cheesy but it, it comes back to the very basic and fundamental nature of our country yeah of our constitution and how the laws were actually created yeah you know a lot of these politicians have been given way too much leeway into creating laws making us subjects instead of representing us well th- that's the thing where where I, I find that a lot of the public just bury their head in the sand yeah. and l- allow the lawmakers to do whatever they to want do whatever they want uh, you know oh you're doing it on my behalf that's fine go 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 ahead you know a lot of times i'll put it to you this way right so i'm i'm far right in my political views and every time i see somebody standing up for leftist views I cringe because of the content, yeah, yeah. right? But I'm also sitting there, and sometimes I'm in awe of these people mm. because I say, you know, they have such an opinion on how they want things to go. Mm. They're actually voicing themselves. Yeah. They're doing everything that we say we want to do. They're voicing themselves. I loved seeing how, you know, parents would get into the, um, the, the school committees mm. and all that. Right or wrong, they were doing it. They were, they were doing what... Yeah. What, what, what these millions of soldiers and millions of police officers have protected for 250 years or however long we've been around yeah. their constitutional rights. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, this is kind of my call to tell people from our side that, you know what? The only reason these things are happening and why this has been our fault is yeah. because the other side has been more vocal. Well, not just more vocal, but also uh, they they gained the steam that they wanted to gain versus by being more vocal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They by gained going their steam. out. Yeah, exactly. And but, protesting, and as as wrong as they were with a bunch of their shit, they got their message out, bro. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say, guys. In a in a peaceful, obvious way. Yeah. In in a peaceful, in a in a gentlemanly, even if you're a female, in a, in a civil way. Go out there. Thing is though. Burning buildings seems to make the answer like get oh like a little kid right screaming and yelling at the mall to get a fucking toy and the parent finally says okay fine we'll get you that fucking toy basically that's what these politicians are doing oh you're burning buildings okay I guess we need to do what you want right you know because they're scared I get it versus actually holding these fucking rioters and Tifa and all those motherfuckers held accountable. Unlike in Portland, where only 10% out of 1,000 arrests, only 10% really got prosecuted. And if that, the others fucking all the charges dropped. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know? Anyways, so to continue. Got my heart rate going. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I wrote this, so I can get you fucking fired up, dude. You're going to go into work we'll work tonight and fucking lock everybody up. Everybody's going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, one of my favorite parts, though, with all this is, uh, you know, officers should train in jiu-jitsu or some form of martial art. And, I've, I'm, uh, like, this makes me laugh so much because I've been practicing the martial arts since I was in the fifth grade. I had to leave it in 2007 because when I came to the job, 
and my job found out I trained, I was told that the law enforcement training council does not approve those moves and I, I would be held liable. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Me not knowing it, I'm like, oh, all right, I guess. Wait, I'll. you would be held liable in, in a jujitsu move? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Uh, that's what I was told. Uh, <laughs> so, so now suddenly officers all of a sudden need to train in the martial arts or boxing, whatever. And it amazes me that we are catching up with the times as a profession. And to me, like, like me doing the control techniques that I've learned over fucking decades of, of martial yeah. arts and all that stuff. Guess what? They are not as bad as taking somebody's head and slamming it against the wall to try to get them to fucking give up <laughs> versus, you know, getting them into arm bar into a hip throw and right. fucking controlling their arm and putting handcuffs on them. And it's like that to them was, was, uh, you know, because it's not part of the training council because you did not do an typical arm bar takedown. I'm like, dude, that shit does not work. An arm bar it, takedown. It, it works in training, Iman. Yeah. We, we, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, um, you know, I remember when we were doing the DT stuff, the defensive tactics yeah. in the academy, and they were showing us, you know, oh, do this. I'm like, we're going to get killed. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, none of these moves fucking work. Did you have a two-minute drill? I fought the instructors? No, no, no. You didn't have that? No, they, I, I don't remember if I did. No, we never did that. No. We, we had it incorporated... Uh, for Mace. Oh, no, for Mace, yeah. But it was a two-minute fight. Yeah, yeah, okay. for Mace, yeah. And it was an all-out brawl. It was like, mm -hmm. it was towards the end of the academy, and it was like, even the instructors were like, you guys are about to get all your frustration out on us. Yeah. And we were like, yes! <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> Eight million degrees on your fucking face later, yeah. you're still fighting these guys. And I remember, that was, I don't want to say fun, because it sucked. Right. And then you know, I would get gassed once a month yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for SWAT. It became kind of desensitized to it. But that really opened my eyes as to how useless a lot of the other DT training oh, dude, was. Nothing. Here's the thing, like when 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 your life's on the line and shit's going down, you're gonna do whatever it takes to fucking survive. Yeah. That's just the reality. All that DT bullshit is out the window. You're going to do whatever you can. I saw that DT stuff. And, and, and again, this is, you know, Project Sapient. We're getting into, very soon, getting into our own training regimen yeah. and all that stuff, right? We're trying to deviate from the norm. Yeah. We're not saying that the norm can't work or hasn't worked. We're saying that sometimes it doesn't, and we have a little bit of a solution. Yeah. Right? That part, that two-minute DT thing that I did getting sprayed, it was pass-fail. Yeah. And it was, if we get your gun... You failed. Yeah, you failed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I remember we we had, um we were doing a video shoot too that day. Okay. And I might even have it. I'm going to have to try and find, if I find it, I'm going to post it. I have to probably get permission to post it. But <laughs> I, it was one of the best fights yeah. that I had ever gotten to in my life. Yeah. You know, because it was, it was real. It well, was. that's the thing. That's the reality. And, and, and reality-based training is where it should be at. Exactly. It, not, none of this fucking, you know, in service sitting in a classroom to fucking, I don't know. Where we all know it's yeah. a 99% CYA. Yeah. Operation. It's a check in the box. Just like a street, street cops training uh, put it out perfectly by saying, you know, check, check box training uh, destroy, uh, has destroyed society. You know, it's, 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 it's failed society. Actually, I think uh, exact word that they said. Um, but here's the scariest part about police reform, right? About the, the, all this reform talk is not allowing cops to be cops. We are now expected to act as firefighters and only respond to a crime. We're not, uh, we're not allowed to be proactive anymore. 
we're not allowed to solve quality of life issues. Those suffering, the, those suffering are the victims, the neighbors, and the families. They are all suffering because of their restraints that were put on police. Of course, there are bad cops in the profession, but it is uh, a tiny, tiny percentage. And the unfortunate part is that city and state laws made it nearly impossible to fire such officers. And you know as well as I do, you know, there, there's certain uh, cops who do not deserve the badge one little bit. 100%. Yet they're protected by a lot of these fucking laws that are in place to protect guys like you and me, not them. Right. You know, so, so it has made it nearly impossible to get rid of these cops, but it happens. I like your next lines here, dude. What's that? These lawmakers, policymakers are, they're not, you could read it. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, these lawmakers and policymakers are not diving into the root causes of an issue. They are just make, uh, make masking it with a bandaid and hoping it corrects itself. Exactly what it is. Yeah. That's like the best description I have ever fucking read. I must have blacked out because I don't even remember right now. Or maybe my wife wrote it while I was looking away. Or <laughs> she leaned over. Yeah, she's Let like, me just add this yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but but again, though, the, all the, to me, all these Band-Aid fucking solutions, that's all they are. It's yeah. just a Band-Aid. You're not, really, you're not really getting into the root cause. You know what the root cause is? Is lack of funding for training, lack of training, lack of good quality training. None of this check the box fucking... The, the fucking firearm calls are, are a fucking joke. Oh, my God. They're a fucking joke. They're, you're shooting at a static target. Fucking turn left, turn right, fucking high block, whatever bullshit that you have to do. The most unrealistic... Uh, shooting uh, all calls. That, all that does, I remember seeing it, and you've seen it a lot more than I have because you're a firearms yeah. instructor too, but I remember seeing it and going through it and saying to myself, all this does is appease academia. Yeah. When they say, oh, did the officer have different uh, volleys of fire? Did they have to turn? Did they have yeah. to la, la, yeah. la, la, la? Again, yeah. it's like you're saying, you're yeah. putting a Band-Aid over the cut yep. while the infection hasn't been treated. Yeah. Well, and then you wonder why the whole fucking thing is crumbling apart. Yeah. What did you think is going to happen? I, I fucking hate the, uh, again, like, firearm calls to me are just that. They're bullshit calls. Like, to me, the real training is when I'm doing shooting drills, when I'm right. doing, working on uh, the uh, the fundamentals of shooting and stuff like that. That's the real training. The fucking calls, the calls, it's stupid. It makes no it's sense to me whatsoever. CYA, dude. It, that's exactly, because, because what happens is when you go to court, you're involved in a shooting. They'll bring up your quals and say, "Oh, he scored. I'm in scored a fucking 92, and now he's, you know, he so he misses eight rounds. So now we know that he can't shoot." You're like, "Well, here's that's your, not what this is about." Here's the other thing about the quals too, and that what people don't realize is that you can go in and score a 92. Mm-hmm. And that has zero reflection of how you actually react under stress. Oh no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Fucking, it, it's 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 one of those things that you know what it, it, you know. So we were training at an academy class uh, a while back before I went to Florida, and you know we're at the three yard line, slowly building them up to uh, you know yeah. more distance shooting shit like that, and you know two rounds, bam bam, two rounds, bam bam. You know every time we say thread or up or whatever, and most of the targets were little like dime size type hits. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, the farm, uh, the lead farms instructor, uh, who's, who's on SWAT with me. Um, he was like, Hey, you guys aren't fucking challenging yourselves. Yeah. If you're at the three yard line and you're shooting like dime size fucking holes, you're not challenging yourself. Yeah. 
You're just fucking trying to look cool, think you look cool because you're getting fucking two rounds in the same fucking circle. He's like, get out of your fucking comfort zone. Right. Because when shit really happens, you're not going to be shooting like this. Now, are you allowed to, because I haven't done uh, the instructor aspect of the firearm stuff, are you allowed to introduce stressors like oh, time, for example, yeah. to oh, number yeah, one? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And, and what's funny is, not like, my stressors are very, like, minor. Yeah. Like, let's say they're doing a mag change. I'm like, let's go, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's so funny to see them fall apart. With Over just something, that something, little, yeah. that so so we kind of gauge how much stress to introduce. To me, if I was to introduce stress, trust me, they would be fucking crumbling. Oh, there'd be fucking artillery shells <laughs> going <laughs> off around They'd them. They'd be crying. <laughs> all right, They'd be crying. My, my, my version of stress inoculation training is far different than fucking what they would be able to handle. And that's why people are so res uh, uh, receptive of what we're going to be doing, dude. Yeah. No, I know. And and the thing is, though, and, and with like, again, just I know I'm going on a little tangent, but still, with stress inoculation, training it's, it's not about me yelling at you all the right. time it's about you learning and understanding how you individually react under stress how you need to cope with it how you need to fucking focus ignore the bullshit noise and focus at the mission at hand the street is going to give you the stressors oh fuck in yeah. your career oh fuck right yeah. and i think it's organizations like ours like project sapient and the people that we're partnering with it's incumbent upon us to use our training, our experience, Fuck yeah. everything that we've gone through to slowly introduce these things. It doesn't have to be like when, we, when we're going to do a training course, it doesn't have to be a one or two day thing. Oh, no, we no, can, no. It's a, we can like build it in out. In phases. In phases. Exactly. Yeah. Because let's be honest, you and I, from all the experience that we've had, has taken years and years of being inoculated with these things. There's a study out there I learned uh, about Green Berets and yeah. the length it takes for a, a typical Green Beret to be inoculated, stress inoculated, yeah. Yeah. 10 years. I saw it in my career, Ryman, without yeah. giving up specifics. I saw it in my career. Yeah. I was not the greatest operator when I first went in. I'm not saying that I wasn't good, but I wasn't the greatest. And when I left, I wasn't the greatest either. You're always going to be, you know, improving. Oh, yeah, yeah, you always improve. Right? But yeah. I, thinking back, and this is in hindsight, this is yeah. after I left the team, I was on there for a, just about a decade yep. and watching what I went through on the team and the changes and then the changes in my roles and then, you know, yeah. my walls and everything just, it was just this upward fucking. Here's the thing. It, it, it took it's years. A slow, it's a slow but steady progression. Right. That, that's all it is. And that's the level that all cops need to be trained in. And it, it, I was just reading a uh, phenomenal uh, study by Force Science. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually doing the Force Science Analyst course. Oh, cool. Where it's like a, it's a six month course. It's, it's a lot of reading. On, it's very intensive and I love it. And th this study, they were talking about how Officers react under stress and they're studying eye movement during that. Yeah. And how officers need to train to be like elite athletes. Yeah. Who can still operate under stress. I mean, look at football, look at soccer, look at some of these high speed type games, rugby. You're talking intense fucking um, um, uh, uh, stress, yet they're still performing. I could tell you one reason why they're performing. Go ahead. Fucking $20 million a year contract. <laughs> Give me that, yeah, bro. <laughs> you, you ain't going to get cops with a $20 million a year contract. I'm saying double our pay and you'll see a little bit better. But, 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 but here's, I mean, here's the thing. The reality of it is this, right? Look at uh, fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. Under stress. Yep. 
gets laser-like focus, right? That's what they're talking about. But even Tom Brady took him years. Well, that's what it is. And- it is years, but that's what that's the way it needs to be trained from jump, from day one at the academy yep. to your entire career. Actually, we were talking. I don't remember who I was talking to, but we were talking about how two years minimum for an academy for police officers. And not just that, even after that, two years of mandatory continuing education cha- uh, uh, education training. Sure. M- mandatory, required. Just look at, uh, we're talking about foundational things, right? Just yeah. look at how much time guys and girls, or mostly guys, go through in special operations or in special forces in the military. Look at from selection to training oh, to all of it. Very intense. Right? Yeah. And there's a lot of time and you're always training. Yes. Always. Think about it foundationally. If you were 100% perfect, you wouldn't have to train. No. <laughs> right? I am perfect. It, <laughs> come on now. Hey, uh, team's training this month. <laughs> I'm in. You don't have to come, bro. Yeah, fucking, I knew you're that. You're good. <laughs> if you're not fucking up in training, yeah. you're not learning. No, no. That's that's like, to me, fucking up in training is the learning. Like, that, that, well, that's, that's what, what I mean. Yeah, that, that's you're supposed to fuck up in training. And if you don't fuck up in training, it's because you're not trying hard You're enough. not trying. That's exactly. All it is. You know, that, that's why you got to get out of your comfort zone. Why do I like during training as much as I can to be the first through the door? I want I want to, to take the, the bullets. I want <laughs> that or I you know I want to be inoculated into that stress into that you know that that idea of me going through that door first right. and and just working on it and getting better at it, right? I mean, I fucked up one too many times going through the door first early on in my SWAT career mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, during training, sim rounds hit the guys behind me cuz yep. I did the wrong fucking thing. And I didn't, you know, again, fucking in in my ego and psyche I, I was fucking like i was like ah oh, shit i fucked up right and you know you just brush it off but you repeat you do it again you do Rinse, it again you repeat do it. exactly and you don't just stop because you got you got defeated during training that how many times have we been told during training or even in real fucking actual thing a cop gets shot and guess what you don't stop you fucking continue fighting right moynihan was the great example about that when i talked to him about that when he got shot in the face and he was on the ground he said he was still conscious and uh, you know conscious during that whole thing and in his head the only thing he could keep saying to himself is get the fuck up you pussy stay alert stay alive right yeah so when we i remember this years ago this even has nothing to do with uh with SWAT or special operations or anything like that in the basic academy we had different instructors and every time we did a push up <coughs> there was there was a chant yeah stay alive yeah Get up, get off your feet, all that. Every single little thing was meant to program you. Yeah, reinforce, Reinforce, yeah. all that. All that shit's gone. Yeah. Well, like when, when I was in the Army, uh, every time we did a push-up, on the down, it was attention to detail. Yeah. On the up, teamwork's the key. And that's all they beat into us. And all this shit's gone. Yeah. They, I, I don't think they even do that anymore at the academies. No, they don't. You know, I, I don't think they do. Uh, where where when you're getting smoked, you're chanting a certain chant to remind you oh, of why you're there. Way too aggressive, bro. <laughs> I know. It's, this woke way. fucking society is killing me. I mean, you, you can do it, but if you do it, then you can have an hour to talk to a therapist after yeah. to make sure that your vision's in line and you can collab with the... You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the social worker. Yeah. All right, all right. But, we got, right, what, two paragraphs so, left? Yeah, so so uh, we just read that. Uh, so do you know what 
do you want to know about reform and what reform should look like? And this is coming from me, yep. right? Ask a cop who is a hybrid wolf. You will get the no bullshit answer, the truthful answer. And probably an answer most politicians don't want to listen to. In my experience, they fall on deaf ears. Yep. How many times have we talked about as cops ever since uh, Sergeant Sean Gannon got killed in Yarmouth? Yep. How many times have we talked about the bail reform, bail reform, bail reform? And it's, it's not happening. Oh well, just like in your in the beginning of your article, it makes so much noise, and we're gonna we're gonna do this, and yeah. we're gonna fix that, and yeah. blah 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 blah, and yeah. then a week later, it's like what? Yeah, exactly. They, they already forgot. So you know, now my entire career, I can count on my fingers, uh, you know, the number of times I've had to use physical force, meaning I actually fought someone, right, and probably had hundreds of arrests where the suspects were compliant, had no issues, and even thanked me after an arrest. And I would laugh about that, you know, uh, thank you, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, you know. But again, it gives me a chuckle because uh, it, it, it just, it's uh, mostly the, just the irony of taking a bad guy into custody only to be thanked later. You know, it's like, oh, okay. But that is a true practitioner of law enforcement, a cop who knows how to talk to people, a cop who is well-versed in the use of force, laws, policies of their departments. The hybrid wolf officer never did need to reform to shape how they police. Only now they have been handcuffed and able, unable to do the job correctly. Because here's the thing, as hybrid wolves, we have a certain mindset on how we go about our business. I mean, we, we are out there with honor, with integrity. We do our job. We do it fucking as, as well as we could, right? But now you add these factors in. Now you're like unnecessary, unnecessary shit. Now you're like, now me as a cop, I'm like, what the fuck? Right. You know? Oh, okay. So I'm observing a fucking hand to hand. Now I, uh, now it's like I'm second guessing myself. All right. Am I supposed to act on this or am I supposed to wait? I have an, a, an interesting thing that came to mind that I know you'll relate to. Yeah. Let's say you're operating somewhere. Yeah. And it's pouring fucking rain. Because of being the hybrid wolf in your training and all that, your your senses are hyper aware. Yeah. You know that it's raining. Yeah. You're probably feeling every fucking drop. Yep. Right? But you're going, you're moving a target. Yep. You're moving a target. If you fucking pay attention to the rain, you're going to lose sight of what's going on in front of you. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. Yeah. Even though you are aware, yep. you're probably feeling the fucking temperature of the rain drop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's distracting you yeah. from what you should be focusing on. And that's yeah. exactly what this shit, some of the in-service stuff in this state. Yeah. Again, abstract, yep. meant as a CYA yep. for everything else, and guys come out of it and go, am I racist? Yeah. Have I been doing this job the wrong the entire, and these are quality fucking cops. Yeah. Have I been doing this wrong the entire time? Yeah. Have I been doing X, Y, and Z? Fuck, you know what? Now I got to worry about fucking all of this, yeah. I'm not doing the job anymore. Well, here's the thing. As cops, the only thing we ever had to be concerned about and the only thing we should be concerned about is probable cause. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's our job, essentially, is we establish probable cause. Now it's up to the court to fucking prosecute and do whatever they got to do on their end. Yeah. It's all of a sudden turned to, again, fucking future type shit. Judge Dredd type, where we now- <laughs> I am the law. Exactly. We now are not only the fucking cops, but we also have to think ahead to the trials yeah. and to, which we do anyways. You know, we good quality cops always think about what the end game of the trial. It's, but, what you're talking about, it's realizing that the rain is here. Yeah. Realizing the temperature, you felt it, you've observed it. Yeah. But you're not letting it distract you. Yeah, exactly. Now you're letting the rain distract you. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know no, what I'm saying? 100%, that's 100% true right there. You know, so so street cops on the ground working 
in the world of failed policies, laws, and division that have, that have paid with their blood, officers are being ambushed at a high rate. Just look at the month of February alone. Yep. 13 officers in one day wounded by gunfire. Two NYPD officers that were killed. We are in uncertain times. I mean, look at Phoenix. Yeah. You know, that whole ambush that happened. You know, and, and, and we are in, uh, in uncertain times where our culture and law enforcement is under attack. City, state, and town officials have used the scapegoat of, of law enforcement long enough. It has, you know, become time to realize and work on the root causes of the issues within the profession. Law enforcement is not looking for police reform, but a reform of, of the entire criminal justice system. In the end, the ones who indeed suffer are the public, the everyday citizen who's trying to make ends meet. The citizens that's trying to achieve that American dream seems to be slipping further and further away. You, you nail it, bro. You absolutely nail it. And it just, all this stuff shows me what's the last two, three years yeah. and the assault on society, the assault yeah. on law enforcement, the assault on our way of life yeah. has shown me how unsmart we really are. Yeah. Like, I, I have no problem with people getting an education. I want people to be as smart as possible. Yeah. Right? I feel like we live in a time of the overeducated. Um, actually, we, we live in Idiocracy, the movie. Idiocracy and Don't Look Up. Yeah, have you, Don't Look Up. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Don't I Look Up that. is like... It's like the it's like a, a hybrid between the two yeah, right, yeah, of what we're yeah, living in. Yeah, it's the people that are super super academia educated that have deviated away from real life. It's it's amazing to see. And again, I'm a proponent of go to school. I didn't. I mean, I dropped out, but that was for my personal reasons. Yeah, I'm a proponent of educating yourselves. I educated myself a whole lot different. Yeah, for different reasons. Yeah, right. There's too much focus on the abstract, on what's on paper and how it looks on paper than how things are in real life. It goes to the, uh, uh, the, the concept of communism. Yeah. Communism, in theory, works. In theory. In theory. In but reality. On ground, no. <laughs> it's a fucking disaster. It's a disaster. Well, it, it gives me, you know, so I, I, I had this uh, panel discussion way back early 2021, and uh, they were talking, you know, we were talking, I was talking to a forensic psychologist at the time, uh, kind of prepping for it. Yeah. And he, he put it perfectly, though. He said, you know, policymakers, lawmakers, the big bosses, all that stuff, they have the 30,000 foot view. Yeah. And they write policies and laws and whatever based on that 30,000 foot view. Yep. Everybody else who's on the ground level realizes that or knows, hey, whatever you just put down fucking doesn't work. This is the real life here. And this is what we're seeing with the police reform laws is that 30,000 foot view that looks all fucking nice and dandy. You know, when you're up in the airplane, looks all fucking cool until you hit the ground. And you actually see the bloodshed. And you actually see the bloodshed. Just like what we talked about with D-Day, you know, jumping out of the airplane. Right. It, yeah. It was f fantastic to, to fucking static line out of, a, out of a fucking airplane. Until you actually felt until it. Until you actually felt it. Right. You know? And it, you can only imagine what it felt like for those boys jumping out of there until yeah. they heard the fucking right yeah. by their heads when they were yeah. fucking falling, right? Yeah. So it, all this talk, it got me into thinking about what we talked about in the beginning, too, the State of the Union. Yeah. And I was looking around and... I'm going to say the place was fucking empty. But <laughs> the other thing I said was it looks like a fucking geriatric unit yeah. in there. 
And uh, and that's not me trying to be insulting to people. No, there, there needs there, to be new blood. There there's 90-year-olds. I know. I know. I, I remember looking at it, Iman, and looking over at my kids and saying, these motherfuckers think they know best for what's next to me here. I, I remember uh, Supreme Court justices. Uh, it was a training I was doing uh, about cell phone uh, investigations, shit like that. Um, and... I remember listening to uh, Supreme Court justices uh, trying to make a ruling on yep. cell phones and Fourth Amendment and search warrants and all that shit. And one of the chief justices, uh, again, they're old, right? Didn't understand the concept of airplane mode in an iPhone. <laughs> so, I mean, what we were, you know, what the lawyer was saying, the teacher, uh, what the instructor was getting at was you have these, uh, you know, people in high ranking places. Yeah trying to make policy law, whatever case law, but they don't even understand the technology that's in front of them. So how can you make a proper ruling, a constitutional ruling on a piece of equipment that you don't have no business even fucking talking about such a, it, and it's a detrimental ruling. Yeah. I, I guess it comes down to, we all know, and I'll agree to this at some, uh, to an extent with age comes wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think we need to kind of, that, that always needs to be taken with a grain of salt because yeah. with age comes wisdom. I know plenty of nine-year-olds that are fucking senile. Yeah. <laughs> my kid. <laughs> that, that you, no, I said 90, 90, oh, 90 years. Thought, well, my, my kid is senile. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you'll go to some people that have aged for yeah. some wisdom, yeah. but to some that you won't. Yeah. And I guess we've taken, we, we've put in too much emphasis on, you know, the Pelosi's and all these people that have been the, the, 90 years old. Fucking 50 years in politics should not even be allowed. I'm a firm believer in term limits <laughs> term on everything. Term limits on everything. On everything. But, dude, we've seen now. We've been, we've been preaching this shit for two years. Yeah, we have. Right? We've seen what's happened where the entire left was parading, holding signs, defund the police, defund the police. Not just that, the mask, the mask, vax mandates and all that bullshit. God. Fucking flipped, <laughs> like, complete. I'm like, what is, are we in the fucking twilight zone? I know, fucking, corona knows now. <laughs> We're safe. It knows. I'm glad that some people are waking up to it. Yeah, but but they're not waking up in a faster rate. Exactly. That's the only thing. And we need to get our heads out of the sand, guys. Yeah. And we, we're going to do that. Guys like I'm and I are going to do that because we're very vocal. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to care about what we say. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to get well, as many people out there to again, wake up. They need to see the street cops' perspective. That's why exactly. I wrote that article. You got you to gotta ask the guys and gals who are on the fucking ground working. Dude... Another great article by Iman Cavell. Is your blood pressure like 180 over fucking 200? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it'll be, when I'm thinking about it after, I'll, it'll be fucking all elevated. Of sudden, all of a sudden, 2 a.m., police officer arrested 400 people. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see me on fucking Fox News in the Ukraine, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Iman, I had to come. <laughs> Guys, Project Sapien, check us out at projectsapien.org on any of the podcast platforms. Apple, Google, you name it, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, all that. We're, We're on in. it. We're all in. We want to say thank you to our tens of thousands of listeners worldwide, our thousands of supporters, DCD Automotive, which is the Bach Group, Till Valhalla, AAA Police Supply, Havoc Journal, our, our partners at the Profile and Havoc Podcast, Second Mission Live Boston, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, 
Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, and Joint Operations. We love you. Stay safe. Stay safe, Ian.